The AAPA conference is coming up May 18th through 22nd in Houston. I'm so sad that I will not be there, but some of my favorite people will be. So I want to make sure that y'all know who to look out for. So if you're heading down to the conference, make sure you go by the Blueprint and Rosh Review table. They're giving away all kinds of stuff stethoscopes, seats in the review course. They're talking about how Rosh Review has joined Blueprint and what that looks like. But definitely go stop by, say hi, get some swag, tell them I said hello, uh, and it'll be a really good time. I'm sure y'all will have an awesome time in Houston. Make sure you go to Torchy's Tacos, my absolute favorite, and spend some time in the exhibit hall exploring we know that I love Rosh Review um, by Blueprint, and they have so many great resources. So whether you're looking for QBanks, pants review courses, now is the time. And usually there's some special stuff, so go check it out. Here we go with episode 27. We'll be hearing from a PA student at the University of Southern California. Let's go. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. Hey guys, I'm Savannah. I'm your host of the Pre-PA Club podcast. I'm a dermatology PA and I run a website called The PA Platform. But today I am really excited about an interview with someone I met on Instagram It's crazy to me how social media works and how you can meet some of the coolest people. So I really enjoy talking to other PAs, PA students, pre-PA people through Instagram, Facebook. It's really neat. Um, And then hopefully getting to meet some of you in person one day. Thankfully, the PA world is pretty small, so it's not uncommon to run into people that you've met in some capacity, even if it means if it's just online. So anyway... Amber from at Studying and Scrubs on Instagram reached out and wanted to come on and do an interview, which I was super excited about because she goes to the University of Southern California, Keck School of Medicine. And I know that there are a lot of of you out there that would love to go to school in California. And there are a ton of schools in California. So it was really interesting to hear her insights and interesting things about the program that I didn't know that they did. Um and things that make their program unique. So she has a really great story, and I'm really excited for you to hear about that, and we'll get to that in just a second. I wanted to throw this out there. I know I've talked about My PA Resource in the past, but they're doing something so cool this year. My PA Resource is a personal statement editing service. I do edit for them. But this year, one person who gets their essay edited will have up to $1,000 of their CASPA fees refunded. So basically you can win a thousand dollars and have your applications be free. It is not cheap to apply to PA school or to go to interviews and do all that stuff. I actually have a blog post about that on my website from Jamie who was on a previous episode. But if you're looking at getting your essay edited, go ahead and do that so that maybe you can win that money and um, that would help kind of buffer the cost a little bit. But my PA resource, we only use practicing PAs, so you know that somebody's reading your essay who knows what they're talking about, and you'll get some great feedback. So you can use the code PREPAClub there for a discount as well. And um, yeah, let's get to the interview. 
Hi guys, uh, my name is Amber Price. I'm originally from Phoenix, Arizona. I went to college in California, so I graduated from UC San Diego in 2013 with my degree in political science. So I'm considered a non-traditional applicant because I graduated in something other than like your normal life sciences, like biology or psychology. Uh, so I have definitely a different background. Uh, when I graduated, I moved to Washington, D.C. and worked for a senator there and then was in like the political fields in Phoenix for a while before I decided that I wanted to go into medicine. So I definitely have a different route than other people. And so I love sharing my story so that people don't feel discouraged from applying to PA school. And you're in PA school now? Yes. I'm uh, I'm in PA school back in California. I'm at the USC um, Keck School of Medicine Physician Assistant Program. And how far along are you in that? Second semester, first year. Okay, cool. So gotcha. just about finishing up my second semester. Okay, yeah, I definitely want to hear more about the switch from political science to medicine because that's basically <laughs> opposite ends of the spectrum yep. there. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I was a student athlete in college, so I actually played college softball. And so my focus school, I w in high school, I was like your typical AP student, like in every honors course possible, uh, National Honor Society, as well as like a varsity athlete. And my dream that I had worked my whole life towards was like, I originally wanted to be pre-health, but then also I wanted to excel like in my sport. So I had the opportunity to play uh, Division One, and so I went and played for a couple of years, and then I ended up getting injured and trying to rehab back, and it just it just didn't work out how I had planned. Realization for me to come to is that I, you know, wasn't living this like college athlete life that I had like planned out for myself, and then like school was getting really hard because trying to juggle a sport and like the sciences was really difficult. So. One other thing that I had always loved and like been really interested in was just learning about people, learning about politics, like world affairs. And so honestly, like I went into that major because um, I knew I would be able to get like good grades while I was playing a sport, but it just came easier to me rather than like having to go to lab hours and like meeting with TAs and stuff because it's really difficult um, to get your schedule to work with the science courses while you have like practice and weights to like worry about. So actually kind of gave up my dream of going into healthcare because I, I told myself that I couldn't do it because I wasn't smart enough or like I didn't have the time to dedicate to it. So my junior year of college, I switched and then excelled, did really well, was like graduated with honors. So and I got the opportunity to uh, have like an extended internship working for a senator on the Hill in DC. So I moved out there, did that for about six months and then actually got a really great job opportunity back in Phoenix and worked on some campaigns and worked for some organizations out there um, just in the political realm and got a lot of really great leadership experience and leadership training from that. And, but like I, didn't feel fulfilled. Um, I took the LSAT, I applied to law school, got into a few law schools, and like a month before I was supposed to go to law school, I had this like 
for 25 year old me i'm 27 now but like i had this like quarter life crisis where i was like i don't think i want to do this like i know it sounds good in theory but like what am i really passionate about is like helping people like effect where you can like see the change or like see progress with people um and at the time i mean still there was like there's a lot of like unrest politically within our country and i just was like you know what i really want to make a difference and i don't know if i'll be able to do that with the current climate like little old me so like why not serve my community you know on the ground like taking care of people and my dad's a physician and i went to him and i was like look do you actually think i could like do this because i just never thought i could and he um so i took all my transcripts i went to a junior college by where I lived and I dumped all of them on the guidance counselor and was like, here's my GPA, like here are the science classes I've taken, like you tell me what I need to do to get into PA school. Surprised, he was like, oh, you only have like five or six classes to like, at the time it was Arizona school, so like Midwestern and AT still. And I worked full time and took those classes for a year and a half before I applied. So, um, actually I kind of went all in like quit my job cold turkey my corporate job and got a job as an ER tech and started doing that while I was finishing my classes so it's like the long short of it okay yeah. do you feel yeah. like well first of all I think it's interesting that your dad is in healthcare and he's a physician because I feel like people yeah. sometimes get mixed um I don't know, responses. So was he ever like, no, you should go to med school? Or was he, no, go to PA school? I mean, what were, what were his thoughts there? Um, so my dad, my dad's been practicing for like 27 years, um, 28 years actually, I think now. And he's an anesthesiologist. So for him, PAs haven't really infiltrated anesthesia. That's actually one specialty I'm pretty passionate about like furthering our reach into is because there's such a shortage of anesthesia providers, but that's another story. Um, but he has seen, you know, and like CRNAs coming onto the scene, like there's such a need and that, um, the advanced care providers are able to fulfill that need. And so initially he was like, no, you need to go to medical school and where what I wanted to do and I didn't want I, I honestly truly didn't want to spend eight years in school like I wanted to be able to make a difference I also like did not want to have to commit to a specialty because that sounded like terrible because you know honestly some of the ER doctors I worked with you know after doing 13 years in the ER they were like you're making the right decision it could switch to a different specialty but they can't so my dad at first was like what are you thinking? But then the more he saw me like do research and really like the more he looked into it, he, it was funny to see him like switch. And he was like, wow, actually like you're probably making like the best choice. So well, that's good. Um, how do you feel that your person or personal political science background affected your applications? I mean, was that something that made you stand out or was that something that held you back I have a lot of people who ask about majors and personally I think you should major in something you're interested in so I did biology because at the time I felt like I needed to do that to get on my classes but if I could go back I would do something else I would do marketing or business or PR just because I'm really interested in those topics 
I would still be a PA and I still would have taken the classes I needed, but I don't think I would have done biology as my major. Right. So I'm actually a big proponent of like adding tools to your toolbox. So if you can make yourself like more diverse, like I say, go for it. So like you said, if you're, if you're really interested in another subject other than medicine, like why not get your undergrad in it? Cause it's very doable to do a different traditional route of like biology or chemistry and do marketing, do business, and then take your prereqs on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, because it just makes you a more like well-rounded person and it's only going to benefit you in the long term. Um, cause you know, having a business background could help you if you decide to branch out as a PA and, um, you know, there are some PAs that like run, you know, they have a supervising physician, but they run like their own clinics, but they have to know how to like manage money and like promote their businesses. Um, so that's like a really important tool I think to have, but in terms of political science, I actually think that my background, uh, helped me stand out to schools because they would bring that up in my, like all my interviews. Wow. This is really important. We need more people like you because we need more advocacy. And you see that so much within our profession. I think because people, what I've found, especially within my class, um, is people are scared of it because they don't understand politics. So they're really Mm -hmm. comfortable with science, but to them, it's when they roll their eyes, but really, yeah, there's, politics, which is like what you see on TV. And then there's like understanding how laws get passed and how you advocate on behalf of your profession to get things done. And um, we're progressing so much as a profession that we need more voices and we really need to take charge of our own paths like moving forward. So I actually think my political science background really helped me out in that sense. Do you think you'll get I mean, maybe involved now, but do you think as you become a PA, I mean, do you want to get more involved with either like your state or AAPA? Yeah, I would love to. Um, USC's program is actually unique that we, as I, as far as I know, we're the only program that does a DC advocacy trip. So we're actually, we're actually going in three weeks. They do it every single year for the first year class. It's an option. So we have to pay for it on our own. But we, our program director used to be the president of PAEA. He has connections with PAEA and AAPA, and we go out there and we um, first, it, ta- it takes a lot of preparation. So we reach out to our representatives and our state senators, everyone that decides to go based off of like where you're from. And you meet with these representatives, the House of Representatives, like congressmen and women and um senators to advocate on behalf of the PA profession students and it's really cool because we uh, get exposed to the legislative process you get to like um, so the only right now the only member of Congress that is a PA is Karen Bass and she's actually a graduate of our program so she is a sitting member of Congress and she is a physician assistant so we visit with her and she's really involved and she's really awesome. So there's definitely PAs out there doing things, changing the world in politics. And we definitely need more people like that. That's really cool. I didn't, I'm learning things. I didn't even know that. I, I yeah. can't say that I'm strong on the political side of things. I try to keep a handle on what's going on in Georgia and yeah. our local regional GAPA 
um, committee or whatever they are group is very good about that and kind of letting us know like, hey, this bill's coming up or this right. changed and we need to work on it. And so that's helpful. But um, yeah, I'm definitely in the camp of I get really confused and overwhelmed trying to figure out what else going lie. on. Yeah, <laughs> it is a lot. But that's really cool. There's a PA on the Hill. I didn't know that. So yeah, there is. Karen yeah. Bass is one of the representatives for California. I can't remember which district off the top of my head, maybe like 37th. Don't I'm assuming me. she doesn't practice. <laughs> Can um, you do both? I don't know. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if she does currently, but um, our program takes a lot of pride in the fact that she graduated from USC's program and she's out there really advocating on behalf of like patients and PAs and healthcare. So it's it's really important and I'm really excited for our generation because I feel like our generation's really gonna take charge in that with a agenda. Interesting. So. Well, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, do you, going back to kind of your process, so you ended up at USC. How many schools did you apply to? How many did you interview at? Okay. So I was a one-time applicant and because of my age, I was 26 when I applied. I was not messing around and <laughs> I like not, I mean, I know it's not really like in your control to whether or not you get interviewed. It is to a certain extent, but you really don't know. Right. So I decided, okay, I'm going to do everything that's within my control. So I applied to like 25 schools my first time. Wow. So I applied to 25. I received, I can't remember exactly. It was around eight or nine interview invites. One program was USC and it was actually my first interview invite and my first acceptance. So like, to, I did interview at four schools total um, just because I wanted to make sure like this is where I wanted to be um, and no doubt like it was for sure where I needed to be but uh, I was accepted to two I was waitlisted at one and then denied from one of the four interviews I went to and then I turned down like the other four or five okay cool so, so yeah you definitely put yourself out there. What to you was the most difficult part of applying? Um, definitely self, like the self doubt that creeps in. Um, constantly worried. I was working in the ER as a tech and I remember I would like, after I submitted my CASPA applications, I would check my email like all the time. <laughs> Cause there's that window where you know, I got my applications in like the week that CASPA opened. Like you got to get them in right away. That's like my biggest pointer to people. Mm -hmm. But then there's like a gap. There's some schools that don't send you invites for like three months after. So the waiting game was actually to me the worst part of applying. The anxiety that comes with that, feeling like you're not, you know, not good enough or maybe you're not going to get in. So that was definitely... I think the most difficult part of applications was kind of like the mind games. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And there's a lot of that just throughout this cycle. Um, For sure. When you decided on USC, what to you made that an easy choice? Like what stood out about them? What's different about their program that you felt like it would be a good fit for you? So I knew that I wanted to stay um, on the West Coast. Uh, it was really important to me to be like pretty close to my family. It's about a five, like a six hour drive back to Phoenix. And, um, 
the US CPA program has been around. It's one of the older oldest programs. Uh, I think it was founded in like 1976. So it's been around for a long time. Uh, I actually had knew a few people who had graduated from the program, a couple PAs, and I was just thoroughly impressed with how knowledgeable they were and how well prepared they were. And these were like new grads. Uh, the other thing that really attracted me was it's a 33 month program. So we're a little bit longer. We get more breaks. So I do have a summer break after my first year. So when mm -hmm. I'm done with this semester, I have like four months off, which I will definitely need. And we do have three more rotations we do than like the tip, the other programs. So we definitely get more time off, which I, I know myself and I knew I would want like more time in between because you know, there's some programs that are 24 months and that's something that I would advise people on is like really self-reflect and figure out what type of student you are and what's going to work best for you. If you have that choice, I was fortunate and I had a choice between like 27 month program, 33 month program. And to me, I knew like the longer program would be the better fit for me. Yeah. Enjoy those breaks while you get them. Cause once you're in the real world, they're gone. <laughs> that's what I remember when I started working, looking back and being like, man, there's three weeks at Christmas. I don't get that anymore. <laughs> it's gone. So four months. I know, right? That sounds amazing. This will, well, and I think this is actually like legit my last summer break ever yeah. in like, you know, before I'm like, I go back to the workforce. Uh, oh, and the other thing too about USC's program is that we actually, during didactic year, uh, we take Spanish, medical Spanish. Cool. So we learn uh, medical Spanish during our program, which is really important. Um, even if like you're not super strong in the language, I'm definitely not. It's it's crazy how much I've been able to pick up and learn just with, with like uh, interview questions for patients and be able to connect with your patients on that level is really important. So yeah, that's really interesting. What has surprised you most about PA school? Whether that's something difficult or not or easy or I don't know. What has so I would say, honestly, it's the fact that I thought, how do I say this? I had a lot of self-doubt going into PA school, especially since I didn't have like a biology undergrad. Um, I did super well in my post-bac science courses that it take for, for PA school, but I had this like understanding that it was going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be behind because all these other super smart people that I go to school with did like biology or like chemistry or physics and the material, you'll be surprised with how much you enjoy the material. And it's not that the material is difficult to grasp most of the time. It's just the volume. So I was surprised at how much I really enjoyed learning <laughs> like pharmacology and like how they work in the path of phys. Um, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it and how it's just the sheer overwhelming like volume of information that is what really stresses you out. So for anyone that feels like they're or like, oh my gosh, how am I ever gonna understand all this? Like you will, because you'll learn to love it, but it's just, you gotta give yourself some time with how much they give you and expect you to know. No, I completely agree. It, it's not, that hard it's just no. a lot and it, it is something that is different than staying in a chemistry class where you're going I have to learn this because someone's making okay. me this is actually yeah. important like it could affect a patient in the future you know so 
there's a little different outlook there, but yeah, no, I completely agree with you there. Um, for sure. What do you think there's anything you could have done differently to prepare yourself more for that? Or you just kind of got to go for it? Okay, so this is a question that I like really like answering because <laughs> coming into PA school, a lot of people were like, oh, you don't need to study, like just enjoy your break, which I think for some people works. Um, specifically for my program, I wish I had studied Spanish more the summer coming in just because it's a lot. And I had taken Spanish like two, three years ago. And so I didn't remember like everything. So trying to catch up again is, is difficult, but also I think it's really valuable to review like anatomy. Uh, we, I know every program's different. Some do like an intensive, like AMP lab, like the summer before they start like real di true didactic. Uh, our program has a course, uh, basic medical sciences. It's a six credit course where we review like ever learned in undergrad for key pathophys chemistry. So I think, uh, reviewing anatomy would have been helpful. And I actually plan on doing like a, a post about this, but one thing that I was grateful that I was prepared for is just having like a good amount of savings saved up before you start school, especially for those that are going out of state, um, moving to a different state for school. Uh, even if you think you're dead set on going to a school at home, you might get an acceptance like last minute at your dream school that's out of state. And it's key to have expenses set aside for moving costs um, because you're until like the first week of school. So that's something that um, I was really grateful that I had set aside because I do know some people that that was like a really big struggle is that they were like scrambling for money, like with moving expenses, putting down down payments for your apartment, groceries, just like school supplies, computers, iPads, like getting ready. So um, definitely, I would say like a year, year and a half before you even like, like if, cause you're working towards this like two, three years before you, or like a year or two before you actually apply, like start putting aside like money then to like make sure that you're set to go ready for school. Yeah, the expenses can definitely sneak up on you with, I mean, even just applying to PA school is expensive, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And interviews. And I know that. it. Well, and it's really difficult because most of us are in, you know, jobs that don't pay a ton because you're like driving, you're MAing, like, or you're an ER tech or you're an EMT. Um, so it is difficult because you do already get paid like a little bit less. Um, but I promise, promise, promise that it is like so worth it because that was something that was really stressful is not only the cost of but like worrying about it, it was just nice to not have that as much that stress as much as like other people did when I was moving and getting ready for school yeah no that's a like really good tip yeah. um do you have any idea where you want to end up after school like what you want to do uh, <laughs> so this is like part of the reason why I went into like wanted to be a PA is because I have like a short attention span I love everything uh, I will say that my experience, like being like 
quote born into medicine was like in the ER. Like I love emergency medicine. That's like what I know very well or like what I'm experienced with. And I love like the team aspect you get there. I love the 12 hour shifts. Um, there's no call. The PAs get to do really awesome procedures. So um, that's also another reason why I went to USC's program is because it's a primary care program. So like they really prepare you for primary care needs. And a lot of emergency medicine now is turning into primary care because that's where people are going for primary care. Uh, so I definitely would love to like go back to the ER. Um, but then like, you know, we just had a, a cardiothoracic PA like come lecture and she does like the coolest stuff. So <laughs> every time we have like a new lecture come in, whether it's like, you know, a psych PA or cardiothoracic, um, I'm always like, oh wait, but I think I could do that too. <laughs> so, um, probably ER, but we'll see, we'll see what, where I go from there. Yeah. You have time. What yeah, advice sure. would you give to someone who is undecided about PA school? If they're just not sure if that's going to be the route they want to take. Uh, so ask as many questions as possible. Uh, shadow PAs and shadow PAs in different specialties because you truly can't get a good idea of what being a PA is if you just go like one route. Mm-hmm. You like, I mean, you could go shadow a derm PA and be like, oh, that's what a PA does. And like, maybe you don't love it, but not saying that derm. <laughs> I love derm actually. I actually shadowed a Mohs surgeon. They like do really cool stuff. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if that's not what like grabs you, you could really be missing out on something that does grab you. So, like, try to shadow i shadowed a psych pa i shadowed emergency medicine pas family med a derm uh just so you get a better idea of like what to expect and then just ask as many questions and then honestly write down pros and cons lists like if you're debating between medical school and pa school like you need to physically write it down because that makes a huge difference being able to organize your thoughts and truly figuring out like what works best for you for me it was um, knowing that I could switch specialties, knowing that I would be out in the workforce sooner. And, um, yeah, so just asking anyone and everyone their experiences that are PAs or doctors or NPs. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Oh, um, yeah. but yeah, tell us about your, well, where we can find you, which I'm assuming is your Instagram account, but <laughs> how can people uh, follow so- along and ask you all their questions? <laughs> So I, I'm a slacker. I haven't started a, like a formal blog. I'm working on it slowly. Um, understandable. You're in school. Um, <laughs> I don't understand. How I know. It, both. I'm really amazed by like, that's one thing that I, so I started this account actually a year ago last month and it was mostly so that I could give other pre PAs or like PA students like advice or like support it's really, really amazing. Like the Instagram, like the medical community within Instagram is mm-hmm. so supportive and like so resourceful. And so I really have a lot of respect for uh, the other PA students out there that just have these killer accounts and can manage it all. But I'm not quite there yet. So my Instagram is where you'll mostly find me posting things and it's at studying in scrubs. And then um, I do have like you can DM me on there lots of people to ask me questions or you can send me um if it's a longer questions i usually prefer people to send me an email uh, that way i can like sit down and like type away on my computer because sometimes it's hard with 
your iPhones to type a lot. So my Gmail account, it's studying in scrubs at Gmail. So feel free to like contact me on either of those. I'm sure people will take you up on that. I, I work with a lot of um, people in mock interviews from California and a lot yeah. that want to go to USC or end up interviewing there. And so I'm sure you'll get yeah, it's a, lots. It's a great program. I am like happy to talk about the program, um, give advice on like what my experience was. But everyone's experience is unique and everyone's experience getting to PA school is different. Um, so it's always good to ask like multiple sets of people if you can that go to the same program or like different programs just to get to like, like a good perspective. Um, but yeah, I'm like really happy and I know that I ended up where I needed to be. So. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you for coming on my podcast. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, I just like encourage anyone that's listening and having like doubts about like whether or not they're a good applicant or like you know, am I doing the right thing? Uh, feel free to reach out to me. Like, I'm happy to share my story because I know exactly what you're going through. I felt all those same things. And um, I'm really enjoying and loving my experience. And I really feel like everyone else can too. So feel free to reach out. It's very encouraging. <laughs> so that was the bulk of our interview. And I really enjoyed hearing Amber's background and her story, which I felt was very unique as what I would call a non-traditional applicant. Stay tuned next week for a big announcement. I am so excited. Um, I've been working on something for a while now that I think will be very helpful, and I cannot wait to share it with you guys. So next week, um, I'm if you're watching this in real time or listening, um, I'm going to announce on Instagram on Wednesday, and I'm going to do a live mock interview with Jamie, the PA student, and then... I will tell you guys all about it on Friday. So stay tuned. Bye.